0: Now look at what he says. he says. After the simplitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come? In verse 15 he says, but not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For it is true the offense of one many be what? Be dead. That is the whole human race is in death. That's how the people who say, Hare Krishna. Uh, when we preach the gospel, nobody should be politically right. The Muslims, the Buddhists, the Jehovah's Witness people that believe partial truth, later Day assembly. All of them that, see, there is what is called complete truth. When I I teach you on the pathway of righteousness, you will find that, that not to have a complete truth is as deadly as having half truth. Look at this. It says much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, had abound unto what? Unto many. That is God extended his power To the whole world through one person. Then in verse 16 it says, And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. Verse 17. He said, for if by one man offense death reigned by one, much more, they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. That is the absence of Jesus. You cannot reign. Then he goes back to verse 18. He says, therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so, by the righteousness of one, the gift, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. That is, if Adam took every human race into death, when Jesus came and offered himself, all human race that believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And it, 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 it is the dynamic of God that when a man say to himself, I receive him as Lord and personal Savior, God forgets about everything you have ever done to impute to you his righteousness. That's why he, he calls us, we are the righteousness of God in Christ, not out of Christ, in Christ Jesus. Now, yeah, but look at this. In verse 19, he says, As by one man's disobedience, Many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made what? Righteous. That means that I have the dignity to walk on the streets. To call myself the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That means that if you judge me by my weaknesses. If you want to judge. Judge by the strength of the covenant that Christ made with me because Christ does not see me as sinner. He sees me as his righteous one. You see, that is why when sometimes when the enemy comes, you remind him that you did not die for yourself. He died for you. Look at this. In verse 20, he said, Moreover, the Lord entered that the offense might abound. But he said, but where sin abound, grace did much more what? abound. Then verse 21 it says, that as sin had reigned unto death, even so my grace reigned through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. That is to say, our God has prepared us for grace to reign in righteousness with him. So, when we go out there to preach, to win souls, you are going there to show them who Christ is, not you. And that's one of the reasons why I have a little bit of conflict when you go out there and preach any other thing other than him. Remember, the three keys of becoming a successful soul winner is... Knowledge, divine wisdom, God's wisdom, and spiritual welfare. Once you have these three abiding in you, it opens you the spiritual door of God's grace to be able to do his will. To enable to carry out his purpose. Because let me tell you this. On the last day, God will not ask you how many money you have. It will, none of your children will be in the picture. It is what you did for him. When I'll be talking to you about uh, why, why, when, when you sit on the judgment seat of Christ, what will he ask you? Some of you already have failed. Somebody said, but why do we hold so strong to this profession of our faith? Because we know that a day shall come an account book shall be opened. To ask you, what seeds did you sow in time through eternity? Because God will ask you. Because somebody, he takes it so serious. He says, do you know that somebody had to die for the whole human race to come back to me? As a matter of fact, God is looking forward for that day when he will sit down with you and say, in whom I'm well pleased. He's looking forward for that day. And some of us don't look forward for that day. And I look forward because when he brings us in that marriage supper of the Lamb, when when we finish it, he will present us to our Father. Before the reward. He has to present you to the Father because after he presents you to the Father, then will you be accepted in heaven. Then he rewards you for the labor of your love. Which the book of 1 Corinthians tells us. That's my hope. <laughs> That's my hope. That if nothing is my hope, but somebody say my hope is to go to heaven. No, I will make heaven if I live righteous. I will make heaven if I live if I live in the pathway of salvation. Do you know there is a pathway to salvation? Because I will teach you within this the, the seven different levels of salvation. It's in levels. And that's why some Christians, they, I just look at you and say, you're still in the baby stage. There are several levels of salvation. Salvation goes beyond just you confessing Jesus. Your work speaks for you. That's why when you are gone, they still remember you in time because there was a level of salvation you got it and then when the church we're talking some people think that we just want to do the stuff that we want to do but god is saying to us we need to follow that course that course that leads us to that final day you know that final day you know what will happen god will ask you how many souls did you win how many I heard God said to me, He said, I'm going to open you two missionary fields. So two. So I'll open two because I see you eager. I said, I've never been in a place for. I, I like going after souls. Go tell them about you. And then when they come, this is the funny part about it. When they come, I said, Father, i finish this. The rest is all going to finish. I said, Come. I said, I'm sick. I said, Where is it? He I said, You're yeah, I don't have to prophesy to you that you're here. I taught you. Bible say, call the elders of the church. Lay hands. I see. They bring me some guy. I remember one Chris was teaching, and the people were, you know, some people like to tempt God. Brought this child, say, let me see if he's going to pray for him. And the meeting was going. I said, let them sit down first. Let them sit down. I thought you were going to pray. I said, Shh, close close your mouth. Sit down. Hear the word first. we preach the word and the, as I was preaching, suddenly the, it's like somebody walked into the room, power came in the middle of the altar, I heard God saying, let's disgrace the devil now. I said, Come on, bring him here. Everybody went, said, Shh, that's no miracle. Sit down, let's continue. You know, things like that excites me. Then after that, when you make another call, the ones that are backsliding will come forward and surrender their life. We have been justified for life. Act like people who are going somewhere. Why? And when I heard him, I said, "I'm opening you to missionary fields in two different nations." I said, "Thank you, Father. I've been waiting for that. I don't need money like some of you say you need money. I never need money." I'll pack my loads. They are now two weeks. I say two weeks. Say, okay. I'm on the day I finish pack, somebody sends a check. The next I buy a ticket. I love God. But for you to love Him, you must show Him by your actions. It's not just by word, it's what you do. Jesus proved to God that you are my Father. That was why, anywhere He went to, he saw blind Bartimaeus. Oh, son of David. People were saying, shut up. You've been there for long. Sit down there. Son of David. Peter said, if you open your mouth one more time, I'm going to kick your teeth out. Son of David. Jesus said, bring him here. What do you want me to do for you? Hey, that's a blank check. He said, my eyes. It was born closed. The woman of the issue of blood did not ask Jesus a question. He said, if only I can just touch. John chapter 8. If only I can just touch. The woman caught in her daughter, when they were taking her, rather than taking her to the temple, she knew if she had gone to the temple, they would have stoned her. When Jesus was around the corner. He's always around the corner. He said, let's let's go and see what the son of David will do. He said he called himself the son of God. Let's see whether he will follow our law. They told him, they said, our law said, if a woman is caught in the ark, stone." (laughs) The most wisest man that ever lived turned around looked at the ground. He said, out of this ground I created this woman. How can I use what I created to kill her? And as he was tossing dust, dust was going back to where it was destroyed. Then, one, then he turned up and looked at us. If any one of you here were not created out of dust, cast the first stone. My scripture say, all of them started dropping their stone. One said, I just lied a few minutes ago. Some said, I just cursed my mama out. Some say, I just told this one, he's crazy. And when he lifted up his eye, he asked the woman, where are thy accusers? He said, me, I don't have a reason to accuse you. I've come that he might have life. When we go out there, we, I'm not, we're not going out there to show them that they are sinners. We are going out there to show them the mercy. See, has a seat in their heart. My goodness. The reason why we go out for evangelism or so winning is because one day God will judge this earth. I found out a scripture that says that the Christian that refused to go out for evangelism. In the book of, I think in Timothy's, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is word. The power of God for unto salvation. It means that if you lack like going out for God, you lack like the power to exist. How to go out for evangelism. Because If we don't go out there to tell them, come and see like he told, Andrew told Peter. Say, come and see man. One of them told him, say, come and see a man that told me everything I ever did. Not one, everything. Some of you are wondering, but what will I say when I go out there? The Bible says he will put it in your mouth when you need it. That's what he said. All you need to just do, just be yourself. Don't be afraid of faces. It's a sin to be afraid of the people that are afraid of you. I found out that it takes only a disciple. It takes only a disciple to win souls. Write that down. It takes only a disciple to win souls. Because a disciple is a pupil or an apprentice or somebody who is a learner. If somebody is not teaching you, you cannot be a good learner, right? Come come see how it is done. Because when Jesus called his disciples, he didn't call them first apostles. He called them first disciples. They graduated. Not God graduated them. They They graduated through obedience. The one that did not graduate was Judas Iscariot. He died. Disciples are what God is trying to raise in the church. Now, a disciple is a follower of Christ. Someone who is ready to sacrifice his life Or her life for the cost of the kingdom. A disciple is someone who has made up his mind or her mind to follow God regardless of the price he or she will pay. That's a disciple. He's not afraid of what life will present. Because he knows that Jesus has it under control. But somebody asked me, Pastor, why is it that when I did my part, it did not work for me? It's because you did it your own way. He's saying, all thy ways, you acknowledge him." There are three strategies that God teaches every disciple. Three. Number one, it teaches that uh, disciple to observe. Observe. It teaches that disciple to observe. Number two, it teaches that disciple to learn how to interpret the word. And number three, it teaches that disciple on how to apply the word. These three thing that I've just made mention is the key to success. Observe, interpret, and apply. I'm going to give you an example. If you read the Bible in the book of Luke, the Bible said the disciples came to Jesus, said, we've been watching you doing this thing. What is that thing you wake up early in the morning and go in a place and hide? And you spend four hours there. Jesus said, when you pray, say, our father. Prayer. You never learn to pray on your own. You learn to pray when you hear somebody else pray and watch them. That's how you learn how to pray. You observe to learn how to pray. Because if you, there are some people you meet in your lifetime. That's how I tell I was telling, I was telling some group of people. I say, if you know somebody has something you don't have, you stay close. Don't go there and want to do your own. Just observe. Just be observing. One day the anointing of observing releases the grace, it comes upon you. You will notice the second thing was that at when they got to chapter 18, when he asked, he said, Who do men say I am? If after they've been observing for long, they came to that conclusion. That you are Christ, the son. He said, Jesus turned around and said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. They could interpret the scripture. A disciple that cannot interpret the scripture, you are not useful to the kingdom. The last one was Act of Apostles chapter 1 verse 8. When Peter stood up in verse what and started preaching. You say, oh ye men and Galilee. <laughs> I hope one day God will give you grace to say that. Amen. Oh ye men and brethren. And three thousand will lie before you and say, I surrender all to him. Life in God is progressive. Many of us think that overnight God can give us. No, that's a blessing that will never come your way until you lay a foundation. This is the, he said to me, this is the foundation of greatness. This is not a lake, this is an ocean. It's connected to different nations. To bring about hope and destiny. That's why I'm not joking about it. This is an ocean. Now, it's been connected to different nations. The Lord one day recently showed me a branch. It bears fruit every month. You say that tree is in eternity; it bears a fruit for you here on time. You must claim that fruit. So, church, how evangelism work is by sowing the seed. How soul winning work is by going with knowledge, divine wisdom, and spiritual warfare. tonight is the foundation of this teaching mm-hmm. next week i will show you how it how it works when you apply scripture but many of us don't still know that we are here because somebody prayed for us you don't know that the bible says because the weapons of our warfare are not what carnal but how does it become mighty through you now, because Jesus some finishes path, how does he become mighty through you? It's the act of practicing it. Two days ago, the Lord said to me, I heard the word, As I was praying. Finish prayer, I said, I've given you the building. I thought that's all I heard. I heard that like a man speaking to his friend. I've given you the building. I said, is he paying? He said, no, you're not going to pay for it. He said, it's a miracle that will live in the print of time that they will remember. He said, As I heard him, I've given you the building. All I, I hesitated for a few seconds. But I know my mind, as I hesitated, my mind went, you know, my real mind went to how he paid his bill yesterday. Then my, my, mind, my real mind came to his senses. He said, If he say I've given you the building, it means that he's up to something that is beyond mystery. Are you hearing me? And then that's why he told me, he said, Son, go tell my church. It's time to open the door. Go after them, relent them, because it will be a mighty ocean. As I, it's not the time to joke. No more the time. If there's no time in your life, you have been serious this now. Because there are hot heads. What I call hot heads, stones on fire that God will bring here. I will say, we didn't know you had been there for a long time this place, we thought it was just uh, 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 for only a few. We have to go aggressively after them. This building will be a memorial to God. Our God is good. There are impossible things in life that I have seen that God made possible. This is one of them. Some said it cannot be done. Even when we said it cannot be done. Even when I doubted, God came and overshadowed my dad and said, leave it alone. Let me show you. (laughs) Tonight, God is calling us to go after the soul. That's why the whole month of October, it's a month of fasting where we will be pulling down strongholds where we we'll let the enemy know enough is enough. There's this song that says you want Lord, you want to be in that army. This is now. God is opening doors. I can't share it with you until it's matured. Doors. That eyes will see, ears will hear, and they will say, This is the hand of God. All heads bow. Wherever you are hearing the sound of my voice, I want you to tell God not to pass you by. Tell him not to pass you by tell him not to pass you by tell the lord not to pass you by tell him not to pass you by that as he begins to walk a walk in our midst that ears will hear that he shouldn't pass you by that the lord should overtake you to show you, help you, empower you to move by his grace. Ask him to help you because without his help, you cannot do anything. Without his help, you can't accomplish anything. Except the Lord builds the house, the labor in vain that builds it. Except the Lord watches over the city, the watchman watches in vain. It is in vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrow, for he giveth his beloved sleep. Father, help us in LTMC. Oh, we bless your name because things are working out for our good. I bless your name because things are coming out as you have planned them. We will see the manifestation of your glory. We will experience your power and your grace our lives will never remain the same again. By your supernatural power, I release a wind, a wind that will blow, that will open the church up for the harvest of souls. Father, I know you have not given up on us and we are not going to give up on ourselves. Use us to touch, not just only our generation, but Father, that your name alone be glorified. I ask that you awaken any sleeping giant. Awake every sleeping giant. Anyone that is sleeping spiritually in their life, I wake them up. Every dying giant shall rise. In the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you father because you have done it. Be thou exalted in Jesus name and the saints of God say amen. amen. Let's give him a hand, come on. Amen. Let's give him a hand, give him a hand. Amen. Scripture says in Proverbs sixteen ten, He it says, Divine sentences in the lips of a king; it transgress not in judgment. If you would like more information on how to contact us or purchase any of these resources, just visit us at www.livingtruthministrychurch.org. And remember, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes where we're taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world.